You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM, weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. It's eight minutes now before four o'clock. We're in conversation with Carla Oberholzer, Debt Save Advisor. We hear from Debt Save about why South Africans are struggling to save. According to the outcomes of uh, their latest survey by the organization, 80% of the respondents have several troubles saving. The main reason for it is the lack of income to cover ordinary living expenses. Carla, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. So let's go through some of those reasons that have been given by your respondents. Yes, and um, thank you very much for the opportunity, Algren. And it's very important because, you know, we see the reality out there. Consumers are struggling. Um, we're trying to make ends meet, and it's difficult. I mean, we've been through harsh years, and it, it, it just keeps it escalating. Um, the recent repo rate for the homeowner, if you look at the living costs, it's the groceries and fuel hikes going on, and there's too many financial responsibilities. And also one that we saw, um, one of the main reasons consumers struggle to save is people have too much debt. So people always ask me, um, should we rather save our money or should we rather get rid of our debt? But how can you actually save money when you have too much debt? And, and that's the thing, right? Because you're also being advised to service your debt. But how do you service your debt when um, your most basic uh, grocery items are actually going up? Yes, that's true, Alden. What I usually tell the consumer out there, you need to look at your holistic situation and see what can you do budget-wise to make sure there's no more spending leaks or how many takeaway coffees do you really need in the month. Make sure that you print out your bank statements and see where are those spending leaks or you know where you can't save or where you actually have a, an account somewhere and you don't know what it really is. So if you don't have a bigger picture of your entire situation, you can't do mm-hmm. anything about it. And if you have negotiated with your creditors and you still receive some form of income, there is a process like debt review, which is under the National Credit Regulator, that can still service your debt, but obviously it's not a quick fix. And then for those consumers that don't receive an income, I would like to encourage them to work with what um, you have been given. What do you have at hand that you can work with? Do you have a room that you can rent for a student to gain more income? Um, can you give baking classes? What can you use and what's in your midst that you can make mm. work to, to receive more income? What I also found interesting was the stat that um, about 75% um, of the income goes towards paying off debt which then for me begs the question that where else do they get the money, considering that when you look at um, surveys as well as um, stats coming from stats, they say I think approximately like 35 to 40% of some people's income goes towards transport. Yes, definitely, Alvin. Um, there, there was a, a, a survey earlier from one of the big banks that actually said um, before people can attend to anything that they can buy, 80% of their salary is gone. Mm. Um, and those are for you know consumers that actually receive a salary. And like you just mentioned, people are over indebted. So especially now with these months, as you know, t- today is Father Monday, and um, people still want to buy things, and it's Christmas jingles everywhere, mm. and they still want to contribute to their families and show off. But it's, that, it's not the time for that now, because if your debt-to-income ratio is, is out of balance, um, you have a big problem. And if, if it's over 60%, then you are classified as an over-indebted individual. Mm. And I want you to go back to the drawing board and see what you can do and um, to encourage people with a debt education message to say, listen, um, you, can't, <laughs> you can't give out money that's not yours to give 
or that that you can't afford, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the final one, Carla, for me is uh, when it comes to the conversation, because now it is the festive season, and I remember tweeting the other day that um, this was last year, um, that people must learn to must learn to save over the festive season as well. Um, don't be a big spender, so that at least by January, when January comes, you know that you have some savings that have been put aside. But then the argument from other people were that. Um, considering the pressure that comes with this particular season, but then also the vulnerability that the conversation needs to be approached with in the family that says that we don't have the money to spend on luxuries. I agree with you, Alvin. I think it's very important to take a step back and to ask ourselves as family members or, you know, community members and consumers out there, um, what is the season actually about? Is it spending quality time with your family and friends that doesn't cost anything or an arm or a leg? Or is it showing off with all these lavish or expensive gifts that um, you basically um, use the bank's money for, if that makes sense? So I think it's very important to remember to, to, to have that brainstorm around the table and to say, okay, we're doing a Christmas dinner or Christmas lunch, but everybody must contribute or use what they have. Let's keep it frugal. Let's keep it um, debt-free. And, and let's work on our finances. We're not only creating a culture for ourselves or our immediately, uh, immediate family members, but we're also creating um, you know, a ripple effect towards our children and, and for their financial culture going forth. Thank you so much for your time. Carla Oberholzer is an advisor at DebtSafe.